0: I'm Yolanda and this is Speak On. Love, sex, relationships. That's our theme for the next few months on Speak On and we're kicking things off with a discussion about modern love and the reality of relationships. Not what we've seen on films and TV, not what we've learned from patriarchal society, not what we've learned from gender stereotypes, especially not what we've learned from Love Actually where 80% of the male caste pursues a younger more vulnerable woman who works for them. But what's happening right now with relationships? How to find your ride or die? How to keep them? How to maintain a romantic relationship? Does everyone even find love? These are just some of the questions I'll be throwing at the first lady of love. She's the love coach, a psychosexual therapist and a couples counselor. She's Kate McKenzie.
1: Hey, Kate. Hey, Yolanda, thank you so much. What a beautiful intro. Thank you so much. I love it, love it. How are you doing? Really good. I just had a lovely break. Thank you so much. It was so relaxing uh, because because, of you know, we couldn't go places and do much. So we, we could just go with the flow. And it was deeply, deep. I'm in a relationship. So I was with my husband and uh, we, we just went for walks, relaxed. It was just it was just amazing to just really let go. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's been
0: it's definitely been a it's been an interesting one. I kind of like that it was a little bit more low key and pared back. Yes, but I appreciate that it must have been quite quite tricky for some people. But I love yes. how yes. kind of closed
1: down everything was. It was amazing because you know how often do we can we genuinely have in this day and age a whole week where we don't have to worry about anything. Yeah, we can exactly. switch off and not be yeah. on not be on that alert for messages or emails or you know how many how many of us can can in this age really switch off from things
0: yeah absolutely I think when I, I was with my family and it was just the case of uh, just sleeping most oh. of the time yeah my dad was like yeah you're the life and soul
1: <laughs> I just oh, kept falling
0: asleep that's... and eating that was pretty much everything
1: well it's so nice to hear that Yolanda because you're such a productive woman and uh, <laughs> it's so nice to hear that you rested. Oh, yeah, uh,
0: every now and again I just switch off entirely. <laughs>
1: that's fantastic, because that's the balance, isn't it? Isn't it? Definitely. Giving yourself that care and love. Yeah,
0: exactly. So this has been, obviously, uh, you know, we're, we're at the beginning of a fresh new year, but everything feels very much the same. Um, so when it comes to kind of love and relationships and things like that, it must be really, really tricky. So I can imagine you've mostly been quite busy. Can you tell me a little bit more about your job as a love coach and as a psychosexual therapist and as a couples counsellor?
1: Absolutely. So um, what I do is I work with individuals or couples and also groups, I run workshops. So I actually um, also run groups where I teach communication uh, and I have a lot of couples on those groups. I've got, I do these closed groups on a on a Monday night. Got one coming up, and um, I have a lot of couples. But I also have individuals who come, and I pair them up to teach people how do you connect, how do you really properly listen to someone, and and be really present, which is honestly what we're all looking for often in a relationship. Are you there for me? Do I matter? Mm-hmm. Can you hear me? Can I? Explain my weird and wacky world to you, and can I understand your weird and wacky world? And how can we, how can we understand why you reacted that way or why I reacted that way? And how can we negotiate our relationship? I teach groups like that. I, I run other workshops also to help people learn how to flirt or learn how to open their heart. But I also work with individuals. That might be, let's say, if someone has a sexual issue, or maybe they've never had a relationship or they've never been sexually involved. Mm -hmm. or they haven't for a long time but they'd like to be or they're not confident sexually or they may have a sexual issue Um, so you know it might be for a woman vaginismus or for a man erectile issues so look helping people to normalize what's going on for them and then helping them to find out is it organic do they need to go and get tests do they need to go to the doctor and go and find out have they got something wrong with their heart uh in the case of erectile dysfunction or uh is is it psychological is mm-hmm. it because they've got so nervous around relation a relationship or themselves or they were shamed about sexuality when they were young and they're still carrying that shame so part of my job is to really help people talk these things through and uncover them and then with couples it can be to help them communicate it might be they've come because one of them wants to split up or one of them wants to be polyamorous but the other one doesn't or they haven't been getting on for a long time but they all they were doing was arguing or not talking to each other and they didn't know how to come together and connect so or it could be that um, they want to put some uh, some time into their relationship and they want to connect a bit more you know they're mm-hmm. so busy they've got children or lives or jobs or whatever it is, they they want to open that up. So there's lots of different reasons why people might come for couple counselling and there's lots of different reasons why individuals might come to see a psychosexual therapist, but it's often to do with sexuality and relationships.
0: Yeah. Oh, brilliant. Um. So how has 2020 and COVID affected romantic relationships? And like, I'd say, I suppose, everything really, people that are together, but also people that are single... As well like this year people may have been thinking okay this is this is the year I'm going to find love and then coronavirus is like stay
1: in your house no you're not um how has it affected people so again you know in so many different ways you probably know that there's there's been a huge amount of violence because of course people in abusive relationships are stuck Mm -hmm. at home together and that's very very difficult that's very mm. very difficult so there's been a lot of court cases a lot of uh huge amount of violence a lot of difficult a lot of difficult things for a lot of people um are things polarizing and then there's other people who they may have had difficulties and what they've done is just avoid each other just yeah even if they're in the same house just uh, just one's in one room the other one goes to the other room or one goes out when the other one's in or they're looking after their kids but separately in the same house because somehow they've got a dynamic when they don't they don't know how to connect and for other people they've um spent a lot of time and enjoyed each other and they've connected more and it's it's been fantastic and for other people they've connected so much they go oh maybe we're just friends maybe we're just friends Maybe oh, this isn't a romantic I know I thought it was interesting I thought well isn't isn't friends quite good, but then maybe they they were trundling along, but they now, having spent so much more time together, maybe somehow so I think what's happened is everything is different for all couples, as you can imagine, but it's it's maybe exaggerated things depending on the couple uh depending on the i mean some people are in different countries or or different yeah. places. And that's quite tricky, trying to manage a relationship at a distance. Or like you said, if you're single and you thought, right, brilliant, I'm going to get a partner this year. And there's been so much stop-start, you know. So people who started dating on Zoom and then in, in the first lockdown, just some people I know were saying, you know, I can't see when we're going to meet. Because at that point, it wasn't so easy. So they, no. just, they stopped certain dating on Zoom and then other people carried on certain things but then stopped and then some people I knew that maybe had been kind of shy about dating suddenly really it's like you know when you get that block and you go no I'm gonna do it I'm gonna I'm gonna do it and really tried but again we've had so much ups and downs yeah no matter what you're like you've we've had to all let go haven't we because it's like which way is this going you know it's tricky isn't it it's been tricky. Yeah, Definitely. I
0: mean, I know from friends and even myself on like dating during coronavirus has been weird because some people you, you do and don't have the energy. So some days you'll be like, OK, yeah, I'm like you're bang on it. And other times you're not. And it's like I've met the person I'm dating during during lockdown. That was fine because it, it was just in that bit before everything kind of went all, you know, all the tears were introduced and everything went a bit crazy. So that was fine. I just it was purely timing. But then I know that hasn't worked out for other people. So you're dating? Yeah, I am, yeah. That's because pure t- timing, though. Yes. Because I was able to go out <laughs> yes. and
1: actually spend some time. It's so true. Yeah. It's so true. I know people who've moved countries hmm. and and uh, have done it really well and, and, and moved to Portugal, for example. And then I know someone else who was going to move to Portugal. And, oh, my goodness, they haven't been able to because of all the certain changes that just just happened just now they had a whole plan yeah and no they can't do it so now they're stuck in se- and you just think oh, my goodness this time for some people like you said they're able to ride the waves and for some it's been really really hard and it mm. it all depends on the, on different situations so yeah yeah definitely and are
0: you seeing a lot of people who are I mean my gosh I think it can be lonely enough if you live by yourself even if you had a partner but that you weren't with them but have you seen i suppose people become even lonelier that are single or has it kind of been a time for them where they're kind of like actually i'm all right being by myself what has been the outcome
1: i have to say um this is not i it's not ideal it doesn't mean it doesn't mean that um it's not great to have your own space and your own time and um it and, and for some people it may suit them so I'm not trying to say everyone's different but it's not ideal to not be able to be sociable it's really mm-hmm. not ideal and um, <clears throat> you know um, loneliness is the equivalent to to a guy a guy in Virginia called uh, Dennis prophet um mm-hmm. stud- at Virginia University studied um what happens when we feel alone and we use six times more glucose when we're alone oh. than 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 when we have company so what does that mean it means that we've got less brain capacity when we're isolated
0: yeah. and
1: so if you can imagine you know so more anxiety or more more fearful not for everyone some people it yeah. is but we 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 we're, we're built for connection and we we need people so you know a young woman i i know near where i live you know her grandmother died in this lockdown not 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 from covid Mm -hmm. uh, from being in a care home but she couldn't visit her grandmother her grandmother literally no one was allowed to visit for months and then her grandmother Mm. died now she was an older person but I just thought how would that be if you you couldn't see anyone that you loved anymore Mm. and you were told that and you're in a care home I I just you know I just, There's be an element of maybe just like I suppose mentally just giving up, yeah. Just, just that's yeah. what I wondered, you know. I wondered about that, so yeah, it's not great for people to be on their own, it's really yeah. not great. Um, and of course, and I know other people who got ill in that first lockdown got physical mm-hmm. illnesses from, and I wondered if that linked with being alone too much, you know. So, yeah, because you know, getting stressed, you know, because there's a big thing when you get hugged or you get affection it's a big it's a big healing thing you know so yeah i i i find it a bit concerning i i think it's really great you're doing your podcast and i i do feel that you know we, we've we had me too in the black lives matter and i and i i really feel the next revolution is going to be mental health
0: mm-hmm.
1: or even evolution if you like you know where yeah. people will talk about mental health much more explicitly and mm-hmm. um Perhaps because of what we're doing to people right now, which is, some people are being forced to be on their own, who it might not suit. It might suit some people, but for yeah. those for those it doesn't suit, it it's 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 pretty awful. I think for some people, I, I know somebody. She got a cat that helped. Yeah. But, you know, I think it's I think it's pretty awful for some people. Yeah.
0: Yeah, definitely. I think what you the point you've made there with mental health, definitely. I uh, think I've seen. Just in talking about the Speak On when we did the mental health series of events. And I talked about that a lot because obviously it was promo. Here is this event. Here is this information. But because I kept talking about it and repeating it, more and more people just kept opening up to me and saying how they were feeling and saying what was going on. And now I've just seen a lot of people I know who were just saying it online, just out loud. They're just saying, this is what I've been going through i've been lonely i've been this this is how i feel and are reaching out more and i think i love that they're being just more open just saying it because i think then it allows everyone else to connect with them and realize how they feel a lot of people are feeling the same way and then it also allows them to other people to find them to support them too
1: do you know it's so lovely your 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 attitude uh yolanda because um Although we've had, uh, and I don't want to take away, because obviously there's people on the front line working in the NHS, mm-hmm. lots of people who have suffered and, you know, lots of people lost their businesses, jobs. I mean, there's been so much that I don't want to, like, uh, not be sensitive to how much has gone on. But there's another side, which I think you're naming, which is, although we've had all these boundaries and masks and you can't do this, you can't do that. There's been this other side, which is this authenticity coming out. yes. Yeah. And maybe like maybe this is the, evo- the mental health evolution coming coming through right now. Like you're saying that um, I'm getting to know people on a whole nother level, like something that people are opening up and mm-hmm. people are opening up to each other and, and recognizing that they need people, they need community, they need support. and And we're better with a team.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And that's absolutely. interesting.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and I mean,
0: there's one thing I suppose that that I I remember actually during at some point during lockdown last year, um, there there was the reports talking about places that had locked down ahead of us, and then there'd been like a rise in divorce rates, oh, and no. so at the end it's like people get to the end of lockdown, they're like that is it, yeah, <laughs> and they are just they're yeah. just having enough. Yeah, has there been I suppose it might be it's too, too soon to kind of say right now, but has there been any kind of increase in kind of breakups and divorces I, or is I, that just generally a thing in modern re- like
1: relationships now i mean i'm not measuring this i'm not doing statistics mm. on it but i i could imagine that i i could imagine that uh, what's happening is that people people are coming to look at their lives look mm. at what they want and look at what's really important to them and what really matters and uh i could imagine that that can go either way either you know are we going to come together or are we not i know a couple recent i just found out that that seemed really solid and they've just split up and 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 mm-hmm. maybe and, and there's nothing wrong with that too we're not saying anyone should be always stay together but yeah. it, it's like i think we're in the kind of you know it feels like the end of the world or perhaps the beginning of a new world
0: mm-hmm. and
1: so It's at those moments, isn't it? You go, okay, what what, what do I really want? And do you want to join me with that? Are you with me or are you not? Yeah. And so it kind of can change things, can't it?
0: absolutely uh, I've, i know a few people oh my god i wish someone happy christmas and like i was like oh happy christmas and tell like tell your partner i said blah 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 and he was like yeah we're not together anymore yeah. and i was like oh my god i'm so sorry yeah. and i have done that a few times this year yeah. without realizing there was yeah. no reason for me to know but it's just like oh no they were just together a moment ago That's <laughs> so right. i have seen a few pings or an explosion an explosion of babies more babies, more oh, pregnancies right. than I've ever seen in one year that's in my
1: r- life. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Yeah. That's right. So, so, you know, and maybe this always happens, right? Maybe mm-hmm. this always happens, but you're absolutely right. It's like everything and anything could happen in this time, couldn't it? So, yes. just all, all, who knows? It's all we to ha- play for right now, it's isn't it? all, you know, like, you know, you're doing this beautiful podcast. I've been interviewing all kinds of people. I've been writing to various people and interviewing them about things. And and I've I've written to people that, you know, uh, comedians, for example, who, who would normally be too busy to even write back to me. And uh, I've been lucky enough that some of them have said yes, because we're in this time which is completely different. So, yes. like, they're at home. So it's like you know and it, it's like that so some people will split some people will have babies some people you know it's, yeah, it's everything
0: everything is shifting.
1: everything's shifting and, and it's like what's in your heart what mm. do you what do you want to create
0: yeah and that's so, what's yeah. weird
1: the the, the 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 playing field is, is starting to become a little level even though obviously there's lots of ups and downs people but mm-hmm. you know like you're doing your podcast and you can probably ask who you like and I know you know lots of the, these people mm-hmm. but this is what I'm discovering is I'm writing to these people and it doesn't matter how famous they are. Obviously, I won't hear back from some, but some I will. Everyone's at home. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And I I heard Frankie Boyle say, you know, that he's getting these messages from charities, for example, asking for interviews or something to do. And when he doesn't reply, they go, we know you're at home. (laughs) And he goes, oh, God, (laughs) yes, I am at home. I can't deny it. So, It's like, we're all, there's this this kind of equality, isn't there? Yeah. And in that in that lockdown. Yeah. And in a Mm. way, like, then in that equality, how do you want to live your life?
0: Mm.
1: Yeah, that is really interesting. Because
0: I think that's what I think I've seen a lot of people do, especially with their relationships. I've seen some people meet people and it's just been like that. That's it. They are in it. They are in their lives when we're, they're completely committed Again, there's actually a friend of mine, a friend of a friend, met her partner just before, like at the beginning of the year. They got went into first lockdown, decided to move in with each other because they both lived to, they both lived by themselves. Uh, they got married the other day, and they are having a baby now. <laughs> and it's just like I was like, brilliant. If that's yeah, they've worked it out. <laughs> Plus, that- also, it definitely gives you something to
1: do. <laughs> that's wild, isn't that wild? Isn't yeah i know well you know what they say when you really slow things down things speed up Mm. when you really get present because i suppose you get to like what do i really want and if the other person's with you in that same place then Mm -hmm. you could just really go for it couldn't you that's amazing
0: it's yeah, it's definitely really interesting Mm -hmm. um so talking about i suppose we know that uh, love romantic relationships have changed a lot over the years because of you know Equality has changed. Um, you know, gender roles have changed. Are there more divorces and problems in modern relationships, or was it just that people used to, were just basically, I suppose, trapped economically, trapped because of gender, etc.? Have we got brand new problems now? So,
1: <clears throat> I I think that uh, things are similar all the way through if you look through eons and, and thousands of years you'll find certain similar things all the way through mm-hmm. what happens is we're talking about it so we're really conscious about it but you know other people are nice and then you know various people were talking about relationships through different uh through different times um as well so it's just there have always been amazing people talking about stuff. There's always been divorce. There's always, mm-hmm. I mean, I said there's always been divorce. It's only been, in le- it's only been legal in Ireland since 97. I think we're more conscious now. Mm-hmm. And uh, it doesn't mean that some people don't stay married and stay stuck in a miserable marriage now. Mm-hmm. I think that can still happen. And it doesn't mean lots of people wouldn't go, oh, this isn't working, we're not in love, I'm going to leave. Maybe, maybe it might be different if they had a few more tools. Yeah. But I just think that um, in in the past there were a lot of divorces and a lot of single mothers, but society didn't like to put that out there. Uh, okay. Yeah, I have a grandmother. My grandmother wrote a lot of soap operas in 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 England and um, and also films. But she wrote a lot of soap operas, and she uh, she put a, she put uh, the first main black actors in soap. Yeah, what soaps did she write for you won't have heard of them but Mm -hmm. um uh probably um emergency war 10 compact Mm -hmm. and crossroads crossroads i remember crossroads when i was a kid okay you remember crossroads so yeah yeah, so she put the some of the first main black characters in and she also put single mothers in and the bbc went no you're not putting a single mother in for example this isn't like 50s and early 60s no and she went up then she went yes <laughs> and even even putting black characters in was radical it's in the news for three weeks when she put um she made the woman a black surgeon this is in the 50s in a hospital drama mm-hmm. the woman a black surgeon and the man a, a white man a doctor but it was so radical to do that to make the woman to up the status now it didn't it wasn't that there wouldn't have been women black surgeons. Do you see what I mean? But it just yeah. maybe society just at that point different points have only shown you married as a thing or white people mainly. Didn't mean didn't mean there weren't black people doing all their things and you can look into black history and you'll see it just means it wasn't always shown. So I think we're often seeing more mm-hmm. now. It's more upfront. We're talking about it. More. Does that make sense? It might be there's more divorce, yeah. but I think we're also supposed it's easier to divorce someone now if you're not. It's a, a little it's probably a little easier, yeah. maybe. I don't know. Trapped, etc. All that. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, you probably know all about this, but a woman couldn't buy a dishwasher in the seventies without a man's name on the dishwasher. What? Yeah, she couldn't get a mortgage without a male's name. Mm-hmm. You probably knew that, but yeah. she couldn't buy. She couldn't buy big equipment without a man being there in the seventies. Now, young people probably cannot fathom that. It that didn't insane. It didn't matter what she was earning. So, yeah. so in that context, you can kind of see how it would be difficult to leave a marriage and even contemplate how you were going to. And that and that can be still true now for a lot mm. of people. How would you even leave? So. But I, I don't think, I do think that people, I mean, I know someone, she's still married. They split like 50 years ago. You know what I mean? But they, they're still married for lots of reasons. And mm-hmm. so, so you know what I mean? I think society, we've always had different things going on. Have we all been conscious and authentic and shared about it? I think that's coming now. That's what I think. Ah, Okay, that's I, interesting. I think that what happened, you know, the, I don't know if you remember this, but in the 1980s, single mothers were blamed for everything mm-hmm. and um, it was like as if single mothers was a new thing it's not a new thing it's always yeah. been around but it was just there was like a phase of them being blamed for everything and so I think this is the thing is that in context if we look at context um, everyone's life in context is quite complex and I think it's just each context is different Ch- the thing is have they got choice have they got consent yeah, and what choice would they like? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I suppose that's the difference. Now we have more agency. Yes. Essentially. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, okay, so then the thinking about especially how we've seen, I suppose how relationships have evolved over the years, and now life is so different. We're in, like we're career women. You, I, I'm I'm meeting people later in my life, and I thought maybe I might have been married younger, etc. Um, I didn't definitely didn't want to get married before a certain age, but there's just a lot of changes that have led to um, people getting married later, having kids later, etc. Is there an ideal time or age to meet a partner?
1: Mm. Do you know what? I I don't think so. I really find it amazing. I, I'm you know you meet so many people, so I don't know if you feel the same, but I am blown away by all different people. So I I think it all depends on the person. I I meet people in their twenties that just blow me away, and I learn. I'm, I mean. My eleven year old niece blows me away, so I just I, I, I just think that each person it's different for for them now mm-hmm. i I got married later, and that was right for me i't couldn't, I couldn't have done it before. I did want to, but yeah. it, it was right for me and i I've got a great aunt and an aunt who also married at a similar time. I married I think I married about uh, 42 and mm-hmm. that was now in my world, my earlier world. I would have been married and had kids much younger than that. Yeah. But but actually being me, that was that was right for me. Mm -hmm. And yeah, one aunt she got married at 40, one aunt uh got married at like 50 or something like that. But these were right for them and that, that was perfect for them. But this is not for me to say that I think that I think that each person has their own world. The thing which is different is that Um, when my mum was young, if you were 26, you were old. Yeah, yeah. If you hadn't got married. And, you know, if you look at um, Brontes or Jane Austen, Mm -hmm. uh, they were in their 40s when they died. Yeah. Died, not married. And you were, you know, you were, you were, it was quite, it was considered quite a strange thing if you hadn't married as a woman. Yeah. I mean, no wonder they produced all those lovely books. But, you know, it was, you know... So the thing which we have now is we have so much options. We have so many choices and yeah, the thing which I love is I've talked to lots of people who've got married and, and um, asked them about it. And what I discovered is that the people, certain people just never doubted it. And they just yeah. believed in it and they seemed to go along and it seemed to happen for them. And then some people, it's not so easy to believe in that for whatever reason, maybe it's upbringing or things that have happened in their lives. And so for those people you know I think it's really nice to support them if they want that. For some people it's right that they're not in a relationship. It wouldn't mm-hmm. be it wouldn't be the best thing for them to be in a relationship. So yeah. there's there's different issues but I think if people do want it then it's lovely to encourage people because you know you can try anything at any age, can't you?
0: Yeah. Absolutely. And I think, you know, even with my uh, my dad and my stepmom, um, mm. my dad married or got engaged to my stepmom. I can't remember how many months after they met. I want to say three, but my dad will correct me. But three to five months after they met, and they've been together for now for twenty something years. And so I think they were, yeah like and he you know he was my gosh I can't remember how old my dad was and how old my dad is. He was in his thirties. They were both in their thirties when they met, and then they had my youngest brother and sister. And yeah, it's it's kind of, yeah, it can happen at any point. And That's it can amazing. just be like that. Or there are other people, I know, that have been together for ages. And then now they're finally getting married and they've been together for like 20 odd years. It's definitely yeah. interesting. Some
1: people don't want to get married. Yeah, so, yeah, Some people, it's not in their, um, it's not what they want. Mm.
0: Yeah, you I know. get that because I'm kind of not really bothered about it. I realise that I just like, I like parties. Yeah. <laughs> I
1: saw a I like wearing dresses. Yeah, That's it. Like, yes. apart from that, yeah. the rest of it isn't yeah. really that, exactly. that much of a concern yeah. to me. Yeah. So, you know, marriage has got quite a lot. I love the concept of commitment. Mm. And I think there is something about marrying, because there is yes. something about um, joining your energies together, becoming a team. Mm-hmm. You were asking about the seven-year itch in one of your questions, yeah. and, I, and I think there is something... Uh, it might not be for everyone, there might be some people who've, who are so mature, maybe when they came together, they really knew how to negotiate. If you've got quite a good self concept or quite a good sense of self, perhaps it's easier for some. But for many of us, there's a whole journey where, you know, it might be for the first six years, you know, you're wanting to kind of get on or please each other. Or one of yeah. you says, yeah, I really like antique furniture, when actually they like modern furniture, you know, and and there's something around the sixth or seventh year
0: mm-hmm. where
1: you will where I I see this with people. This is pairings. You know, some people want to be in throples or, or, or you know, other people, other, other mixtures of of uh, more than two. But in pairings, I've noticed that there's something where a stage comes. Are we going to become a team where we find our way together? Yeah, we're not just two people, kind of getting on not getting on, getting on, not getting on, or is there a is there is there something where we actually find our way together where I don't lose myself, you don't lose yourself, but we find our way, and what often happens, I think is that a lot of people split then,
0: yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I, my long long term, ex long term relationship ended at like around the seven year mark as well. Yeah. It's just, yeah, it got to a point where it's like, yeah, this just wasn't, yeah. was not moving in the same direction. A few yes. other people I know, they got to that anywhere between five to eight years. Yeah. And then they're just like, yep. yeah, you're just kind of trundling
1: along. Yes. In some weird kind of way. Exactly that. Is, can, mm. are we going to go any deeper than this? Is it, is it going to be, is it going to be some depth where we really get to know each other and we really, mm-hmm work it through and we really find out and sometimes some people have not had models how to do that Mm -hmm. and it's quite a journey to do that and that's where I think marriage if you like marrying I think Mm -hmm. that's what doesn't have to be the the legal thing but the the marrying of your energies obviously being two individuals but the marrying is are we a team can we work stuff out can we be present can we really connect and speak can we really enjoy each other can we come into this kind of blissful harmony yeah and absolutely and I think sometimes if, if people feel like no we're not doing that they go okay we, we yeah. leave it, we leave it <laughs> then. time to tap out yes yeah, yeah. So,
0: so how do people maintain relationships now and or say how do or like I suppose yeah just how can people I should say instead of how do how can people maintain relationships and should every couple be in some kind of couples counselling or therapy in
1: order to do that so um the the thing which I really like the idea of is we just have today mm-hmm. what how am I being to my partner today if I think of my partner as lent lent to me they don't belong to me they're lent to me and I'm so lucky they're in my life, if you, if you feel like that, if you feel like that. Yeah. Um, if you don't feel like that, then you might want to do some, some 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 writing about what's difficult or why would I stay, why would I go? Because that can also help you. That can galvanise. You might, you might not leave, but you might just clear some resentments because sometimes people are just not wanting to do any work with each other or connect because they're so resentful. Yeah. Fair enough, right? You might might need to look at all those resentments. But equally, if you're feeling in an okay place and you appreciate having a partner, then every day it's nice to look at, am I appreciating my partner? Mm-hmm. Have I told them? Very important to tell tell them. Tell them really specific things. I really appreciated that you cleared the kitchen or, you know, I think you look lovely or um, thank you when, when you did that for me. It really, it meant so much to me. Really specific because... When we appreciate people, it warms up the atmosphere and we hear each other more. And sometimes, because I'm quite, I can be an on it woman, so I can go straight to tasks. And, you know, that can make, that could make my partner feel like he's just useful, right? Which is not very warming. Whereas if I'm warmer and say, oh, something this, something this, and then say, oh, look, can we look at a certain task? But not straight to the task, which is... yeah. Uh, so I've learned from my partner I've learned about small talk with my partner and so the other thing is which I think you also mentioned is love languages really really discovering what your what yours are and what your partners are so the love languages are from um uh, this lovely guy called Gary and I've forgotten his surname now I can't breathe I can look it up um but the the love languages are service mm-hmm. which is like. Cutting someone's hair, cooking a meal, hoovering. Uh, touch, so mm-hmm. massage, hugs, touch. Communication, that's words. You're so lovely, you're so beautiful. A card with a poem in it or, or a letter. Appreciation, words of appreciation. Gifts, so that's mm-hmm. literal gifts, you know, like something you think they might like, like perfume or headphones. Um, service language gifts time spent together time spent together would be something like watching a film together going on a walk uh doing something that's together so it's it's really great if you can find out your top two and your partner's top two they don't have Mm -hmm. to be the same yeah yeah and to try and do a little something towards the two of them each day Mm -hmm. and and the reason why i say that is we're all so different that it can be a really huge deal if you're missing what your partner's love languages are, because they mm-hmm. can feel rejected. So, yeah. for example, in my case, um, I'm like I said, I'm I'm someone who can be a bit of a doer, and my husband kept saying to me, um, you know, when we first moved in together, I'd really like to watch a whole movie and massage your feet, mm-hmm. and I thought he was kidding me because <laughs> I thought like one at that point I thought I haven't got time to watch a whole movie we can watch like a half an hour sh- show <laughs> and because I thought I had so many things to sort and do and we were sorting the house out that we just moved in and and also I thought I, I was thinking from my perspective I didn't want to massage his feet I didn't mind massaging his shoulders but I wasn't dreaming of massaging his feet so I thought he was just saying something nice does this make any sense like he didn't that mean, does make sense he didn't mean it he didn't really think I want to watch a film and massage your feet because I didn't feel like watching a film and massaging his feet so I thought he's just saying it. Anyway because of the job I do and because of the way I am I, I like I've taken him on quite a lot of couple retreats which brilliant guy that he is he's, he's gone along with and on one of these couple retreats we did this uh, bridging method which I teach which is you slow down and one person listens to the other one deeply and he said Kate I've been asking you for months to watch a whole movie. This is going to sound mad to some people because they, lots of people watch whole movies. Um, I would watch a bit of a movie, then I'd save it and watch another because I'd think to fit everything in. He, I've been asking you for months to watch a whole movie while I'm at social feet, and you won't do it. And I went, did you really mean it? He went, I really meant it. I really <laughs> want that. So now that's a, that is a big part of our lives. Yeah. That's a big part of our lives. And what he's done, this is the beauty about finding out, letting your partner influence you and you influence them, mm-hmm. is they will change you. So he's he teaches me to slow down, relax, and do nothing. Poodle. He's taught me to poodle. <laughs> so yeah. it's even if people say, oh, you know, we're so different, how do you manage that? If you're on for it, there'll be gifts in the differences. But mm. it's a bit like, you know... Um, because, Yolanda, you do all this incredible business stuff. If you didn't take care of that and look after it, mm-hmm. you know, what would happen in the end? And it's the same yeah. with a relationship. Or if you had a little dog. If you didn't take care of that dog, if you don't mm-hmm. take care of your relationship, it will start to not feel so good. And people then say, why doesn't it feel so good? Because you're not doing what you did early on, where you would yeah. have looked and touched and flirted and done it fun things, which build all those fun hormones. Mm-hmm. And so you need to you need to keep all that fun hormones the oxytocin touch the dopamine surprises the serotonin feeling self-respect because you're doing something nice for each other yeah keeping all those hormones going keeping it all alive and the more you do it the more you build a pot and mm-hmm. it, and, and things come alive now of course a lot of couples have a lot of resentment so yes. how do you yeah. how do you handle that and so that's really looking into what are your needs what are your wants seeing what you can do for yourself really attending self-care for you and then from that place seeing how you can see if you can listen to each other and negotiate with each other
0: yeah that's so interesting because you know so love languages are something i only learned about I don't know, in the last year or so a few years and it's something I wish I'd known when I was in my old relationship because totally. it would have changed everything because totally. you you kind of there are ways that you behave quite naturally with your friends that you don't necessarily do naturally with your partner because totally. you don't really get sick of your mates and you understand your friends in a really specific way but it doesn't always necessarily translate to your ro- romantic partner totally. and I definitely found that and I learned about it after and it's like one of my i've got one of my best mates um like is a guy and we always joke that we have the perfect kind of love languages with each other i understand what it is that he needs we both understand what it are both our love languages as friends and we both understand the languages that we need to give to each other and we both understand the languages that we both naturally give as well so we think there's like an next an extra kind of layer where they're the things that you naturally give because of maybe what you've learned from your own attachment from when you were kids. Yes. And what you think you spot, but then also know what they want. And it would have made, and we were joking it would have made a huge difference in any of our past relationships with with other people, but we're perfect at it
1: with our mates. Well, it's really great because all these are interchangeable skills. Yeah. So if you're doing it now, you'll be able to do it anywhere. Yeah. And yeah. I I think that's the thing. What's incredible is once you start to... Give three appreciations a day. Mm -hmm. Start to meet your partner's love languages. And then even instead of blaming them, now it may feel false for some people. They may think, but hang on a second. They've got this and this and this wrong. But like you said, you know, we might not do that with a friendship, but we will do it with a partner. Like you Mm -hmm. didn't this, you shouldn't this, you wouldn't. But if you just kind of hold that back and wait for the right moments, Mm -hmm. not on entrance, not on exit, not when they're busy, not when they're on the phone, not in the wrong moment, not across rooms, not across floors. And of course, with partners, people often do this in the wrong moments. It builds tension. So if you look at it like I'm going to build contentment, I'm going to build safety, I'm going to build ease. And Mm -hmm. then when it's the right moment, build relaxation to have that communication. You know, I was really upset I've got on my website, I've got scripts about how to do bridges, um, yeah. which is the slowing down method and, and how you might uh, express a resentment, but you turn it into a gift. Yeah. Because where someone's letting you down may be something from their childhood about mm. how they didn't realise that they meant so much to you because they didn't mean so much to their parents. You know, so they when they let you down, they do not realise it. So you can turn a resentment Into if you dig the gold, Mm -hmm. we we call it an abog, another bloody opportunity for growth. That when you have a difficulty or an argument in a relationship, if you're both prepared to really understand what happened for you, what happened for you, what was going, get curious, Mm -hmm. look at your relationship like a laboratory. You can learn about yourself and you can learn about the other. And then it for me, you know, I I think I there's lots of stuff I wouldn't have done or wouldn't have learned about. But for my partner, because I had someone who was going to challenge certain things that I am or do. And if I'm going to be caring about them, then I'm going to think about it when they go, oh, look, you know. I notice, you know, you're doing a lot of work or you're um, doing certain things in a certain way. If I care about them, I'm going to consider them. And then they help me change. Yeah, they help me Learn and it's the one of the best ways.
0: Yeah. That sounds awesome. I love that. And I think all things that I I realised after.
1: Yes.
0: (laughs) So many things I realised after and I was like, Oh bloody hell. This would have been really helpful to know at the time. But then I like the Yeah. I think going forward, I think I like the idea of you know, you were talking about why people go into uh like people come to see you and go to therapy. It's sometimes it's just about not necessarily
1: doesn't that doesn't have to be a problem. It can just be about maintenance essentially. I think it's a great idea. I mean, um, we take our cars in for MOT, one a year. Mm, yeah. And like, wow, if if you like your relationship, I mean, does it not deserve a little MOT? It's yeah. like, you know, and sometimes I have heard people saying, you know, we never argue. And I'm thinking, wow, well, who's keeping quiet then? Because mm. because maybe maybe it's okay. Maybe it's fine. But have you explored whether one of you is just not saying something's not fine? You know what I mean? Yeah. What, what's happening there? So it's some people are good at this. Maybe they grew up around it or maybe they're just natural at it. Or maybe they don't want to or they don't need to. There's lots of different ways that people can have harmony in their relationships. But mm-hmm. I I personally, I, I benefit from it and I, I love doing it. I teach this bridging communication with my husband. Mm-hmm. so um and that benefits us sharing it with others as well yeah so um we will show it and then people go into their breakout rooms and they'll have a go at doing it and that that's a that's a great privilege to help people slow down enough to hear each other because that can feel quite scary and threatening for a lot of people yeah definitely to even consider that yeah well
0: that's i mean that's so interesting. I love that, and it, again, there are things every every time I speak to you, I'm always like literally mentally noting everything <laughs> you say, Aww. thinking I will take this forward. Um, but for people that are looking for love, it has it become easier? Or I mean, let's let's leave this year out. Let's leave let's leave lockdown out for a for a hot minute because that they're extenuating circumstances. But has online dating left more people single and struggling to find partners because of choice fatigue or because it's just, made, it's just made it harder to find people or is it just harder to find love now?
1: I, I actually think that um, it's scary for people and always has been like I said if you look at the Brontes and Jane Austen and, I mean you know but to be honest you know if you were single then or if you got jilted at the altar I mean that was it that was it there really weren't options or if you look at the first world war mm-hmm. and Uh, you know millions of uh, men were killed and so Mm. whole generation of women did not have a choice Mm -hmm. Uh, in the UK for example did not have a choice around getting married uh, because their village all the men in their village were killed for example so so we do have a lot of options what what we have though is understandably anxiety shyness and fear and also fatigue around internet dating it's hard all that Mm -hmm. swipe left swipe right who likes me who doesn't like me I mean it's hard isn't it you know and and it would be so nice if we were people were matchmaked in some ways but then again that's a big deal and a big risk you know so it's it's like it might not work it might work so and there are matchmakers I think they cost a huge amount but Mm -hmm. I do run flirting talks actually where single people come so people Mm -hmm. can come to them and I will do more of those things so I'm going to do some connecting events, you know, connecting. But I think what I have been told is there are Zoom dating, there's Zoom friend dating, where you can Mm -hmm. meet friends on Zoom. And um, there are apps, there's something called Field, which is um, an app for kind of people wanting to meet people sexually. But there's there's lots of different things that have actually got invented in lockdown. There's actually a lot of stuff. (laughs) People have got really inventive in lockdown. And I don't want to take away from it's also not been easy. For some people, they've got ready to go. They've got, I'm getting going. And yeah. <laughs> it's like not it's allowed like stop, to. Stop, start, stop, yeah. start all the way through the year. You know, so I think it's such a mix. I think we're actually in some ways in an in an abundant time
0: mm-hmm.
1: because there are apps and there are people and there are people wanting to meet people. Yeah. But it's like, how do you get yourself loved up and supported enough to feel confident enough to keep going with it? Yeah. Because you can lose confidence about doing this stuff or, mm. or, or feel like I, I just don't know where to begin. You know, yeah. so I think we all need our teams. We need mm. our villages. Definitely. And I think it's, if we've got villages, we, we, we can we can do it. Gina.
0: Yeah. Well, because I know a lot of people that are out like, are, well, have been attempting today, just not just last year, but generally. And so many of them, I have a few friends, they try and they try and then they just get so despondent and they it's, get so disheartened and they just give up whereas uh, whereas some of us some, me, me and my other friends were like oh just brush yourself off start again it's all right it doesn't matter not everyone's for you it's fine but other people it just everything just is take it's, it's so much worse for them
1: i think you know it, it it's it's hard dating for some people and um what i recommend is that you do you make it manageable so if you're going to do internet dating mm-hmm. you Give yourself a boundary time every day. I'm gonna I'm gonna just look at the apps half an hour a day, boundary it. So you still mm-hmm. have your life. And if you do dates, I know people are having to do it on Zoom, but do an hour and a quarter. Don't do mm-hmm. more. Because people over bond, they do four hour dates, and honestly, someone they might have liked <laughs> they get completely bored with in the four hour period, but you would. You would Yeah. with anyone. Yeah. And, but also, not only that, it, it wears you out. If you're doing long dates with people, then your week's taken up. And then after a while, who wants to, who wants to try dating? So if you can yeah. make it small and little and easy and regular little random and rare events that you can mm-hmm. put in your diary that keeps, if you want to date, that keeps yeah. dating alive. Tell your friends you're dating. Make sure you've got a village of support that you're checking in with so you don't get too low about it. Mm-hmm. because it's understandable it, it is it is nerve-wracking you know you're putting yourself out there and you might not like someone they might not like you know I remember I remember hearing people said oh I really have so much fun with dating and I, I used to I think how I do know now how a little bit more yeah it's if you're having enough fun in your life yeah so that the dating isn't isn't it like you're mm-hmm. just keeping it along trundling a little app or looking at this maybe the odd event but you're actually having enough fun in your own life. So it's not, you let go really. And then if someone turns up, they do. And yeah. That seems to be how it works. Mm. When you make it the whole focus and it's the whole thing, it's just too large. And then you want to drop that potato. So it's, that's what I would say. I would say make it manageable and small. Yeah. Okay. That's good.
0: I definitely have to tell them that. <laughs> they, I know that because I've always been a person that's found it quite fun. I find every date is a chance to meet, make a new friend. That's great. It's just like it is what it is. And actually I've made a lot of like really good friends that I've just, people that I just dated and I was like, we don't like
1: each other. Let's just be friends. And then as a result, I've got some great friendships out of it. That is so great. So you have got the right attitude and I think people can help themselves with that attitude by making sure they're having enough fun. Mm -hmm. I think if, if, if you're not having enough fun People might say, how do I have enough fun at this time? Have a look at your diary Mm -hmm. and get yourself a really nice little notebook where you start to write down what fun could be for you. And if that feels like a foreign concept, be very gentle with yourself Mm -hmm. and just make it nice. Get yourself a nice, pretty, if you like a pretty cup, get yourself a nice cup. Have a cup of tea with your nice, get a nice pen if you like pens, up to you. I'm just making suggestions and get a nice little notebook and start to write down what might be fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, loads of stuff going on uh, online, you know, at the moment, like Morning Gloryville dancing, writing, painting. You know, cold water swimming. Lots yeah. of people are doing that. Do you know? Um, only there's cold water swimming. Do you know people are going right now? Cold yeah. water swimming. Yeah, that's wild. You know, would... Yeah, wild <laughs> swimming. Wild yeah. swimming. Yeah. I mean, so what I mean is if people are getting involved, there's a wonderful film on YouTube called Body of Water. It's about this Mm -hmm. woman going ice swimming. It's amazing. That is insane. In Scotland, ice swimming. And, but what I mean by that is if you're exploring what is fun for you, and there's a beautiful book called The Artist's Way by Julia Cameron. Mm -hmm. And so if you feel like you need more help, that book is a good one to get you on the road this will help with dating Mm -hmm. because when it becomes the be all and end all and i've got to meet someone it gets really stressful and what you want it to be is just trundling along like you were saying meeting Mm -hmm. nice people and keeping the fires burning in your own heart with your own life Mm -hmm. and it's the same with being in a relationship sometimes people think oh brilliant now i'm here got the relationship now and they're hoping maybe the relationship's going to feed everything Mm-hmm. And of course, it, it can't. It It's two people who are feeding themselves who then feed the relationship. Yeah, so There's got to be two people with two villages that come together. Otherwise, you end up with two people. One's chasing the other one. The other one's running away. Mm-hmm. Absolutely.
0: Yeah, I suppose there's always that part of where you take care of yourselves, take care of each other, but also you don't forget to take care of your relationship as
1: well. Exactly. Nicely put, Yolanda that's what i just learned from you on
0: this that's Ah, it's all just i was just trying to think like what have i learned from this what's the main takeaway and that's definitely it. oh brilliant um well kate that was amazing and i hope this has been really helpful for people who are in relationships who are getting out of relationships who are you know trying to find love um but thank you so much kate for joining
1: us and where can people find you online oh thank you so much so www.katemackenzie.com and instagram um at kate m mckenzie twitter kate mckenzie and uh on facebook kate mckenzie page so yeah love to hear from people and uh love to connect with people and i've got lovely workshops coming up if they want to join in so yeah thank you perfect
0: perfect and we'll make sure that we share all those on our social channels as well yeah thank you you so much kate and thank thank you you everyone for listening
1: wonderful thank
0: you thank you for listening to speak on make sure you like subscribe and share with your friends family co-workers strangers in the street To find out more about us, including our upcoming events, head over to Instagram, instagram instagram.com forward slash speakon underscore. Bye!